You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ye be listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. A movie podcast where they be given pumps and Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week, I'm your hunk. I'm Doge, and I am, without a doubt, the best hunk you've ever heard of. And I'm Carter, and you hunked us the wrong person! (laughs) One of my favorite lines to say with my shirt off. (laughs) That's what I look for when I'm watching a movie. His inflections, that dude's inflections are his pecs. Yeah. Impections. Impections. Impeccable. I'll tell you why I'm a hunk. Yeah, talk to us. First and foremost. Yeah. In my lunch bag right now, I have, what would you say is the best leftover food of all time? Meatloaf. Spaghetti. I have neither of those. I have pizza. Oh, yeah. That's a good leftover. That's actually the best. I have local pizza. Half a block away. Shout out to Old Hags. Mm. Amazing, amazing possible future sponsor. It's amazing. New York style pepperoni. Mm. Three Mm. slices in there and something I call Carter sauce, which is a mix of ranch and Valentina sauce. Okay. Yeah. Carter sauce manifests in many ways. Okay. All right. Uh, Carter sauce started as tartar sauce with Cholula and Tabasco in it. Oh. Okay. Do you say yikes? I do say yikes. It's good. Well, okay, boys, with your carrots and whatever you do, (laughs) sriracha. Hey, that's good. So I'm hunky for that, yeah. and right. I'm looking forward to it. That never fails. Yeah. I think a good pizza, I'm down. I am the hunk because when uh, Panda Express asked me, do you want to donate $1 to a children's charity? I said, yeah. Mm. Dude, wow. you're better than me. I don't always do that. So I just, you know. That's yeah. hunky of you, man. I know. It's very hunky. What about you, Doge? Uh, well, to be clear, if this is your first time listening, the show is still called Two Chunks and a Hunk, but Captain Cotillion, our beloved pirate captain, uh, has done away with that kind of meaningless social distinction. And yeah. we're all hunks. And, Get it out. And true. this week, I'm the hunk because I have a joke that is guaranteed to slay. Uh-oh. It's going to lead us right into discussion about this movie. Uh, <laughs> and so here we go. A slice of coconut cream pie is two fifty in Barbados. It's two seventy five in Trinidad and Tobago, and it's three twenty five on St. Thomas. And these are the pie rates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Sounds- Chelsea's dad sent us this, and it made me lol. It's a pretty good joke. This it's a pretty is a, good dad. This joke. is a peak dad joke. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. And I, dad jokes get a bad rap for being like, ha ha. Like, hey, okay, I that's what happens most of the time. Dad jokes. Dad jokes can really tickle. I yep. like the one where it's like, how much does it cost to pierce a pirate's ears? How much? It's about a buccaneer. It's <laughs> <laughs> really good. That's really good. <laughs> Why don't we start up more shows like that? I think, okay, next week when we record, we all have to Google best jokes and say something from that list. Here's a good joke. 
That's what's how you up? do comedy, right? right? Hey, yeah. here's a good joke. I would be lying if I said there weren't times I've gone into recording Googling funny opener. <laughs> <laughs> what is a pirate's favorite letter? Um, it's going to be a bait and switch, but I'm going to go with R. Good guess, but it's actually the C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that feels right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be peg leg. Huh? 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 So this week we're talking about, in case you can't tell or don't remember, peg a movie. And that movie is part of our series, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Shiver mm-hmm. Me September. And uh, that movie, of course, is known as Pirates, Pirates of, of the, the Caribbean, Caribbean The, the Curse, Curse of, of the, the Black, Black Pearl. Pearl. Man, a nice long title to compensate for Hook last week. We we talked about... Uh, oh, and Hook was able to just be Hook, was it not? Yeah. No. You put a space in there. I put a space in Ooh, there. Because you clever there has girl. to be at least five characters in the title of an episode with How Podbean. interesting. So our episode last week was called Hook Space. <laughs> Even an acronym for this one would make it. Yeah, that's true. Many words. Yeah, and what's... So interesting about this movie is <laughs> this is the only movie out of all of them that anybody I've told about a pirate series has been like, so obviously you're doing Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> and everything sure. else, it's like, Muppets? Interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, okay, guess I guess pirates. you can watch Grown Up Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we finally have made What's it Captain to the Island? one that everybody's on the same page about. And uh, I'm excited to talk about Man, it. Man, glad to be too. here. It has been a I'm long just happy time. Happy to be here. Thanks yeah. for inviting me, yeah. guys. <laughs> it's, it's cool to finally be a part of this. Um, it's been a long time since I've watched this movie, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize how long it had been until the movie started, and I went, "I don't remember this part." Oh, oh wow! The young swan. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It has been so long. And then uh, was his name Gibbs? Mm-hmm. I was like, "Isn't that Gibbs?" Yep. She's known him for that. Like it was one of those things where I was like, "Oh," yeah. and it started piecing back yep. together. Yeah. My Pirates of the Caribbean. I've seen the two following this more recently than I've seen Black Pearl. Mm-hmm. So I went to, I have seen every Pirates of the Caribbean movie except for this one in theaters. You were just too young for the first one? Uh, I don't think it was, I just wasn't interested. It looked kind of scary to me. What were you uh, were like, 11? Nine. Cool. <laughs> it it was scary. Yeah. Oh, for kid. sure. I mean, this is Disney's first PG-13 movie. I mm-hmm. stopped watching the first time I ever tried to watch the it. skeletons? No. At the part where Will throws the axe into the back of a pirate. Uh-huh. And I oh, was like, too much. Yeah, too I, I was like, much. what? Eight, nine, whatever. Yeah. Like, I was watching it and it happened. I was like, oh, I don't think I, I don't think I can do this. And, like, <laughs> and I there's really not a good it. way to console you there. It's like, that's okay. He'll come back. He's right. not dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. There's no like, it's just lasers. <laughs> like with Star Wars, my parents were always like, the yeah. stormtroopers are robots. They're fine. Like that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> with that one, it's like, it's murder! We like, should do I Star was Wars not someday. ready for that at all. <laughs> well, you guys want a synopsis? Oh, I yeah. think that I would love a synopsis. Can you instead give me a synopsis Ooh. from the ocean? <laughs> sure. As I was trawling along the bottom of the Great Blue Sea, I did find this pearl in the mouth of a clam. <laughs> this synopsis was written by Anonymous. Pirates of the Caribbean is a sweeping action-adventure story set in an era when villainous pirates scavenge the Caribbean seas. Fact. This roller coaster tale teams a young man, Will Turner, with an unlikely ally in rogue pirate Jack Sparrow. Together they must battle a band of the world's most treacherous pirates led by cursed Captain Barbosa in order to save Elizabeth, the love of Will's life, as well as recover the lost treasure that Jack seeks. Mm. Against improbable odds, they race mm. toward a climactic confrontation on the mysterious... Isla de Muerta. Clashing their swords in fierce mortal combat, Will and Jack attempt to recapture the Black Pearl ship, save the British Navy, and relinquish a fortune and forbidden treasure, thereby lifting the curse of the Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, so the second part of that synopsis was the story of this movie. The first part was a different movie where... This is like... That's the most thesaurized... Synopsis. Yeah, I think I've ever read on the show. awful use of describing words. Yes. Pirates already comes with the assumption. You don't have to say villainous pirates. Yes. Right. You don't have to say rogue pirate. <laughs> right. Right. It's like saying a pirate pirate. A heroic a superhero. Well, how yes. would he, what if he's a lawful good pirate? <laughs> he's like an officially. Worth, that's worth well, a shot. We know one of those pirates. We know one it's of It's worth a shot. That's true. That's Ca- what if it's like Cattillion. Captain Cotillion? Captain Cotillion's not a rogue pirate. He's just pirate. a nice guy. One so, of his kind. Um, th- there's a word that 
typically gets thrown around with pirate movies and some sort of like it. It's a word that you'd rarely hear outside of this genre. I know what word it is. And it's a word that I love, but I can't stop laughing about it. That word is swashbuckling. Yes. And let me tell you something. This movie really buckled my swashes. Yes. Buckle oh, right for up. sure. I mean, my swashes have never been so thusly buckled. <laughs> Yeah, what does it mean? I have no idea. So I looked up the actual definition, but I have no idea why those two, why all of those particular syllables are together. But it it means to go on daring and romantic adventures. You don't know the origin of it? I have no idea what a swash is or why they're being buckled. Can you use it in a sentence? (laughs) (laughs) You're Uh, like on your hand, like spelling. But yeah, so I looked up the actual like definition of the word and that, that fits. Sure. Daring romantic adventures. And not romantic like love, romantic like romanticized. Mm. And so... I mean, it's true love with... Swashbuckler is a compound of swash, an archaic word meaning to swagger with a drawn sword, and okay. buckler, a small shield gripped in the fin. A small shield gripped in the fist. Nope, fin. It's dolphins. Dipped in the, gripped in the fin. <laughs> dipped in the fin. A small shield dipped in the fin. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, howdy. Our Thanks for bringing clarity to it. <laughs> so yeah, so I think like a princess, uh, princess bride would be... Swashbuckling, yeah. uh-huh. like it's that kind of stuff. For sure. Game of Thrones. Right, yeah. Oh, 100. Um, but <gasps> this is a swashbuckling movie if ever yes. there was one. There's not another word for it. So um, uh, swashbuckling also, according to Wikipedia, which I know Carter hates, typically involves a connotation of intense acrobatics. Yes, yeah. Which, I mean, so, I mean there is yes. the, the moment that I laughed out loud watching the movie, giggling to myself, going... Man, I'm, my swashes are getting buckled right now. <laughs> was when um, Jack and Will are fighting yes. in the forge. Oh, it's oh so yeah. And they're like, oh, that is. It's so fun. Swashbuckling. I mean, it's so I want to use the word Jones. swashbuckling so much. It really is. It, it is, is so very, Indiana Jones. It's Indiana Jones with pirates. Indiana yeah. Jones buckles so swashes. Mm-hmm. For it's sure. So good. Um, it, yeah, this was, this movie. So some of the trivia was that it technically ended. Like the curse of pirate movies. Yeah. They were not doing good. So as much as we loved Muppet Treasure Island and Hook, as we know, critically, this was not acclaimed. Yeah, right. Or for some, it's not even considered really a pirate movie, which is kind yeah, of weird kind of to me. It's kind of barely a pirate movie. Yeah. So it was like the 70s pirate movies were huge. Yeah. All successful. Sinbad, all that kinds of stuff. Yeah. And then for three decades. Just nothing. Womp, womp. But and- then... But then, but then, six hundred and fifty million dollars later. Wow, I I love pirates mm-hmm. just sort of as a subject, and so I'm. It's why Shiver Me September's has just been such a blast so far to me. <laughs> yeah, it really has. Been. But this movie is so good. Was anybody surprised to the timelessness? Were you surprised that it was two thousand three? Yeah. I was very surprised at how well it holds up. Not just to in mention, general, even all the around. CGI, yeah, it looks which is the number good. one thing to look at and be like. This is dated. Yikes. Yeah, it holds up really well. There were well. a couple of moments that that yeah. aged a little bit, but for the most part, no. it looks pretty great. It's well, good. and that's a trend that Pirates continues. We're not going to talk about them, but 2 and 3 introduced, for my money, the best CG character outside of Gollum. Completely agree. In Davy Jones. Oh, yeah. That is the most impressive CG, probably aside from Thanos, that I've seen in a movie in I the would, last, like, several yeah, years. Yeah, it's really good. I, I was joking to Carter before you got here that I you know guys it hang out can't be. Me? Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Man, I know it can't be, but my super dump for this movie in actuality is that Davy Jones isn't in it. Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. that Davy Jones, yeah. Bill Nye as Davy Jones, the science guy right, himself, is outstanding. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do miss him terribly in this movie. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. But I, it's, I'll get back. Uh, yeah, I, and they kind of went big. I mean, they budgeted for pirate movies having not done well. Disney's shelled out $140 million to make this movie. Yeah. And, so, and I think they learned the wrong lesson from it because this was right around the time that they were also like, Haunted Mansion, that should be a movie. Country right. Bears Jamboree, that should be a movie. Right. Yeah, it's like the rides to movies. Thing. Yeah. The biggest flop they've ever had was going to be a movie to ride situation was John Carter. So John oh, Carter yeah. was supposed to be, uh, and it was pitched as like the original comic book character, but it was supposed to be hey, a ride. They I had love ride- that movie. I do too, dude. It, but they movie- tore it down. Mm. That movie is a masterclass in marketing done the complete wrong way. Yeah, 100%. Like that. Oh my gosh. I could talk about John Carter forever. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. It's my name, by the way. Yeah. So I love that I'm associated with the biggest flop yeah. of all time. You're like the yeah, biggest sure. flop of all my friends, for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Totally. 
I, but I, you I guess been, I deserve that. You haven't marketed that well. Oh, yeah. oh big flop Carter. That's what I always say. That's it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the opening of this movie. You just like, don't hear from me the rest <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> you just hear that your mic has clearly been huh? muted and it's just like through our mics that you hear. <laughs> so the opening of this movie is so good that as I was watching it, I was like, how do I not remember this? Right. Like it there's immediately. No, there's no credit. Right. Like, it immediately in. is gripping. Yeah, I love it. Just boy washing up, hide the pirate treasure. Mm-hmm. Jump forward about a decade. Yep. That's it. Yeah. I'm going to say something maybe spicy. Hit it. We don't need this. Okay. We don't need okay. this flashback because everything that we see happen in this gets talked about in like the next 20 minutes of the movie. Right. We uh, don't need to see, we don't need to spend time on this. There's not, a, I mean, there's not a place where it feels like, man, we could have used more time there. So sure. as long as we've got the extra time, may as well show it. But this is, this is like, if your first bite of steak was like mostly fat, like, well, I mean, I guess I'll keep eating the steak, but you know See, what I mean? I, I feel like it's only retroactively fat though. I feel like you could make the argument for the opposite of let's talk less about it because we already know how we ended up in sure, this situation. Sure, yeah. We just don't need both. Right. Yeah. And this I, is kind of I would prefer to have interest. this opening scene and talk mm-hmm. less about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. If anything, for as long as you still give me like a voice singing the... The pirate oh, song. yeah. It's such a cool opening. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. Just um, the fog and you yeah. see the black pearl just sort of disappear over mm-hmm. the, oh, into the really mist. it's really very good. Yeah. And the, the, so let's, one of the things that I think is so fun about pirates is that with pirates always, I feel, comes a lot of superstition mm-hmm. and a lot of legend. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, very rarely is something interesting brought up about pirates that's not just completely cloaked in mystery and intrigue. Yeah. And that's part of, I think, why they were so successful at what they did is it was scary to even see them. That is my super pump for this movie. Okay. Oh, cool. The atmosphere of this movie and the way that we blend like the piratey superstition Just with mystique. like- Yeah. yeah it's, it's really like, good world building. There oh is, my gosh. I, I can't think of anything that's like this. And I think this is something that like, it's kind of diminishing returns in the sequels. Like I think so too. In two and three, we get some good like Davy Jones and Kraken, and that's still piratey. And then in the fourth one, we get the Fountain of Youth, which is not piratey. And in the fifth one, we get the Trident of Poseidon, which is just Indiana Jones at this point. Right. Yeah. And so I think like the world building, particularly in this one, that keeps it feeling so like just classically piratey. Yes. Is unparalleled to me. Well, and well I think there's something so fun about Jack breaking down the legend about him not being true. Yeah. But he he lets it stay so that he becomes feared. Yeah, for sure. And and there was really brilliant ways to kind of give the audience knowledge that we needed to appreciate the story. The fact that we're hearing about the rumors of the Black Pearl from these two soldiers. Right. That are basically Monty Pythoning as yes. Johnny Depp escapes. Yes. What a great way to put that in. And I do love also the the contrast between our two sets of Rosencrantz and Guildens. Like we have, we have yes. two Timon and Pumas. We have them on either side. Right, we have evil And they Timon will eventually have a fight together. Um, very intentional and just really, really well done. I love that. It's, it's really good storytelling. I'm going to look up really quick. Um, I was surprised by the writer's credits. Uh, so Ted Elliott, who was the- Ted Elliott, the least piratey name. Yeah, right, of all one time. of the main writers. Okay, so he's he's done another Johnny Depp thing. A lot of the times, even writers will reach out with the casting director to get someone that they've written before. Yeah, huh. Follow uh, project to project. Just, I think it just is because it happens in your mind. Right. I imagine yeah. Johnny, Johnny Depp playing this character. So probably his biggest flop was Lone Ranger. He also wrote oh, on wow. that. But he, he was a writer for Aladdin, the cartoon. Oh, no way. Oh, and wow. for Shrek, the first Shrek. Wow. So this guy... And both of these, what's funny though, is outside of The Lone Ranger, because I haven't seen it and can't vouch for it, both Shrek and Aladdin have similar, like some kind of world building, yeah, like, yeah. taking things that were already known and just adapting them a little bit. Yeah. Like our guy who did Muppets was just known for doing pirate movies in a really different light. Like he also did Hook. Right. Yeah. But then you've got this guy come in and that kind of made sense to me. And I love like little deep dives like that of like, yeah, what is your, so what is your cool. inspiration? But he's... Yeah, it makes sense. I, I also love seeing, I love being surprised for those kind of credits. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I never really look up who also wrote. Yeah. No, that's But when you do that, it's like, oh. You see the you, connections. Yeah, you see the connections. Yeah. And with screenplay, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's, a nom- it's a big nomination for yeah. an Oscar. So sure. somebody's appreciating it. It's just it. so impressive, especially with this, the amount of stuff that they just had to invent and convince us of. 
out of whole cloth at the beginning of this movie for us to find. They right. do it really like it's, well. It's so well done. Yeah. Right. I I think that the the best route to take at this point is to talk about the arrival of Jack Sparrow. Yeah. What a perfect arrival. So there's a handful of, you know, let's just talk about some of the top of those top 15 we talked about yesterday. Sure. Yeah. Like when they are introduced, it is almost as if, yeah. like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Did everybody know that these were going to be epic characters so their introductions are super memorable? So I think, or huh. because Vader coming through the door. Right, yeah. We've got Indiana Jones running through the jungle. Right. We've got, I can't, I don't know James Bond, so that one doesn't stand out to me. Uh, Han Solo just kind of, ch- like there's, I can remember well, meeting some of these characters for the first let's time. Let's look yeah. at these opposite, opposite ends of the spectrum, okay? So let's look at, you know, a lot of Batman movies, we get a very intimidating first look at Batman. Yeah. And then Han Solo, he's just sitting in a booth he in a bar. A, I mean, he shoots a dude, to right. be clear. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's but, very Han Solo in that first yeah. But our, I'm talking about our literal first look. Yeah. You know, it's not imposing yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think of John McClane in Die Hard, who, who made the list for good reason, but his, his show up is he pulls up in a cab. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like Ripley is waking up from cryosleep. Right. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's these yeah. two ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And, Something that's interesting is I feel like Jack Sparrow splits the uprights. Oh, yeah. I feel like he shows up and it looks so epic and then it zooms out and he's not. Well, it gives us him. Like, we get in a nutshell who Jack Sparrow is in 60 seconds. Right. Yeah. The fact that he's made a deal to where he actually has a gain. He has a profit in terms of money. By by being a little conniving, a little tricky. And somehow Johnny Depp had control of it before he said a word. This is some of the best nonverbal acting. I've ever seen. Well, and I think watching the sequels, it's easy to forget that Jack is more than comic relief. Right. Because mm-hmm. we don't, I mean, it's it's clear as the series goes on, we don't know what to do with him, really. Like he, at, when we get to later movies in the series, he's just a drunk pirate who walks around. Do you around call him, is he an anti-hero stuff. or not? So I I would actually call him the protagonist of this first movie Whoa. and a side character with too much screen time in the next two. Interesting. Hmm. Because this is this movie is Jack and Will's story when it boils down to it, I think. Um, you think it's more Jack and Will than Will and uh Emma? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. I, I do. think it's Will and Elizabeth. I, I don't think it's Jack at all. I think I think that this story is Jack and Will's story, and Elizabeth is kind of along for the ride by her by nature of her relationship to Will. Hmm. Um, in this one, and then I, I feel like the the next two movies are Will's story. Interesting. The next Being two movies considered. are definitely Will's story, but I see. I don't. He feels way more like a Han Solo to me. Jack and that, yes. I think it's Luke and Leia's story. Yeah. So, and then Han is just. I hear you. There to help but Jack is and untrustworthy. Simultaneously, the inciting incident, basically. Yeah. For everybody, but also like the guiding light that they're yeah. following. To He's the their most goals. significant Magoo we've ever seen in movies. Sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He happens to bring the narrative along instead of just barely staying alive. Yeah. Right. That's interesting. Right. I like this. And so um, as, as he shows up, we're watching him careening close to Will's path so that they can converge. Yeah. And that happens because he is taken and arrested <laughs> for... Trying to steal a everything ship. he does, I it's laugh. so good. Yeah, and that's not because I got to know Jack Sparrow. We talked about uh, before about some of these movies with iconic characters, right? Um, or even things like when we watched Alien. Like yeah. this was a scary sci-fi. Like this was one of Ridley Scott's first. So it's like we didn't know his vibe yet, right? Yeah, but somehow it feels like it had been there before that. Does that make sense? Yes. So like yeah. the fact that Jack Sparrow, I don't know. You can't. You can't put a finger on. How you knew, I remember in theaters knowing this was iconic, like th- what this yeah. guy is doing. We were having a conversation. Uh, we had a little watch party. We had like Pirate's Booty and uh, Golden Nuggets. Yeah. Um, and we were like, how many people from 2003 to 2019 in this coming Halloween have, have been, dressed as Jack yeah, Sparrow? Yeah, for real. Yeah. Well, and I, I think Jack Sparrow is a perfect example of a character that... I love that became annoying to me because of the obsession with him. Yeah. Like it was like, it was like, he's great, but you're making him out to be, I don't know. 
I love Jack Sparrow. He was almost my super pump for this movie. He was yeah. very yeah. close to my super pump for this movie. Yeah. And I still feel like he gets overblown in pop culture yes. to the point where it's like, now it's become a caricature of yeah. what was so cool about You know, it's funny movie. too, as I'm starting to think of all these beloved TV or beloved film characters, they are some of the most, okay, semi-relatable. Either Either you can say, I could have been this person. Or it's like, they're not perfect. Like, there's something about me that I can compare to someone in this. Right, yeah. Right? So none of these top characters are ever the holiest of holies, purest, like, most of them are playing either side. It's because we love a flawed character. I think that's why, I mean, super tangent. I think that's why Superman movies typically don't work out super well. Superman was not, I think he was in the 80s. Yeah. For favorite movie characters. Yeah. So that's so interesting. Yeah. I mean, and, and Jack is the perfect example of a highly flawed character that is incredibly highly interesting. flawed. That's a good way to put it. That's yeah, a word I should yeah. have found when I was describing it. And but. so um, the the pirate siege on, what is this, Port Royal, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of the moment that Jack and Will end up entangled in each other's stories. And um, so Jack is catching on pretty early to who Will is. We, uh-huh. we, we yes. agree with that, right? And I will say, too, while we're in this little prison... Um, that my super pump happens a little bit before this, but in the same setting. Okay. So when you have the pirates actually reaching out to, and and there's several frame yeah. for frame of what actually happens in the ride, uh-huh. the Pirates yes. of the Caribbean. But to me, this is some of my favorite. It's just tangible creativity. Like the I was looking at that and saying, this is one of the things that inspired this whole story. Right. Yeah. And that happens. All the time in storytelling. Right. If you were to look back, that's some of my favorite nuggets of like trivia or you're reading about like uh, this character was inspired because of a friend I had. Yeah. Right. This place was inspired because of this image I saw in like a painting. Ch- Chewbacca was George Lucas's big border collie named Indiana. So we yeah. have two of the most iconic movie characters from this one dog that George Lucas And so had. the fact that this was just, I mean, this was a ride that started as being a part of like the world's fair. Yeah. And has been around for a long time. Right. And it's so funny, too, because now it gets to come back. And at the end of that ride, well, throughout that ride, Johnny Depp's Jack Sparrow is in the ride of right the now. Right now, he's in there now. Yeah. But it, it was, and, and again, Disney failed. Their percentage of wins on making a ride into a movie, very low. This is the only, this is the one, only one, right? Yeah. I mean, it is. Th- we're we're going to have Jungle Cruise soon. Oh, we are. Wait, what? Did Emily, you not know that? Emily Blunt's in that, Emily I think. Blunt and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And from yeah. what I've heard, it's actually going to be really good. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't, I don't know how know. I feel about that. Exactly. And I'm because we're on another Country Bears Jamboree movie. <laughs> Country Heck, Bears 2. Which, by the way, that's not going to exist anymore in Disney. Really? Because of how egregiously it's not appropriate. And Agreed. so it's gone. Like it's going to be turned Agreed. into something else. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think the fact that you just have that image. And I'm not saying that's where it started. Sure. But the fact that someone said, let's make this, this is a story, right? This is storytelling. Sure. This two and a half minute ride is telling some kind of a story. Let's flesh it out. That's well, some of my favorite stuff. And you get those moments like you get the parrot on um, Cotton's shoulder of the yeah. dead men tell no tales while they're going. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's, that's the yeah. ride. Oh, the uh-huh. slow sure. float through the wreckage. Yeah. That's the ride. Well, and the ship battle between like the, uh-huh. so much of this, the redheaded Wii Sports lover that is in Tortuga. Like Certainly. she's a character in that. The drunk, the guy laying in the pigsty. Like it's all there. Yeah. Um, and so that's just so I absolutely love that. So I super pump that. Yes. Um, just the manifestation of an idea. Yeah, I agree. That's now, associated with something different. There is something though that I think comes from this being Disney and this being based on a ride, and I don't know what it is. There is a level of misplaced cheese that I think is a result of indecisiveness hmm. in this movie. Like Examples? not quite Talk more about that. Not quite being sure. There's just some some sort of jokes and over the top moments. So I specifically think of Elizabeth being thrown about 500 feet up in the air off of that blanket. Yeah. That feels yeah. like it's I and it's so weird to talk about like breaking my suspension of disbelief when we're talking about like pirates skeleton that turn pirates. into skeleton yeah. zombies mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. But those are established rules. I've, I'm big on this. We talked about this with Harry Potter a lot. Yeah. Those are established rules in the world of this movie we're watching. Right. 
there's pirates that turn into skeletons, they can walk underwater and they can't die. We know this, the end. At no point was it ever established that those pirates have super strength and can throw Elizabeth Turner so high in the air off of these blankets that... <laughs> so why why does that break the disbelief? Because that was a moment for me too where I was like, nah, that's a little weird. But why does that break it and and Will and Jack fighting in the forge and launching each other up and down it off d- of that it does, seesaw? That breaks it for me too. Okay, so that didn't break it for me. That breaks it for me too. The, the, the launch and climb up and fight on top, that's fun. That falls under swashbuckling to me. And this doesn't though. It does not. Interesting. Huh. It I can not. see that to an extent. Yeah, because it, with swashbuckling, so the back and forth, haha, we're on a seesaw bouncing. They're not actually fighting at that point, and it's it's that feels weird. It feels like if you jump on one of these, that's not what happens. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's such a strange line for me to draw, but it it does bother me when movies do that without, unless there's an establishment of like, yeah, these seesaw things just work differently in this world. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. It feels a little bit like nuking the fridge in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Correct. Where it's like, I mean, why does that work? Why? Yeah. yeah. Why is that the thing that breaks it for me? Or Temple of right. Doom when they ride a Temple inflatable of Doom, the raft. Yeah. Oh, the raft. Exactly. From a cliff to the river. Right. Yeah. You know, that and kind it's of stuff, stuff like that. And so that is, that is actually my super dump for this movie. Huh. That um, specific point? Um, it, that is the epitome of it. Okay. But it's okay. more, yeah. it is more the indecisiveness of are we are we goofy fantasy over the top or are we swashbuckling fantasy over the top? Interesting. Yeah. Um, and and one I'm okay with and one bothers me. And yeah. I, I don't know why I'm like this. I don't know why that's my wiring <laughs> that's of fine. like of like breaking established rules in your movie or not establishing why a rule can be broken, maybe is the better you know, way of I putting it. I think that's what sets this franchise apart from things like like that's why it's not really mentioned in the same breath as things like Star Wars and Harry Potter and like these Correct. huge cultural forces is because I don't think we ever really fully decide what this story is. Like, what do we want it to be? Which is a huge shame. Exactly. Because this movie has, particularly this first one, I I believe if it had been made today with the sincerity and earnestness that a movie like a Star Wars or a Marvel movie, like something where it's unapologetically doing its own thing, I believe that we would see the launch of one of the most popular franchises ever. I mean, it's a top 10 already. Yeah, I know. But I'm talking about like, yeah, like what Doge is saying, mentioned in the same breath yeah. with the greats. Yeah, for sure. And I, 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 I get the hypothetical, and I love that. Of like, I agree. Like, if it was sure, brought to yeah. today, now, but I also have I love to give movie, massive kudos to the risk they took. Yes, one hundred percent. Like the and the fact that that was pulled off, well, and, and that they were risk still gave doing us things. this movie, and we can watch it now. Exactly. Yeah, and like, that's just so crazy to me. But that's great. Yeah. I totally get everything you're saying. So there's a lot of ground to cover still, but before we cover that ground, there's another ground to go to and that ground is shout out yeah i be squinty broadside and i'm slippery chairs morgan and i'm dangerous hard wound <laughs> and you're listening forget how long my name is <laughs> To shout announcements. Those are our very good pirate names. That yeah, big thanks, energy at the beginning and then forgetting what the rest of my name was, which is in character. That's true. Because you're with a your big, old, head wound. big old head wound. You got that head wound. <laughs> well, hey, we want to give some shout outs. Big ones. And uh, first shout out, of course, going to go to Tyler Station. We in here also going to give a shout out to Crumb and Kettle because we're being fueled by them right now. I ate a blueberry scone from them this morning and it is the best one. I had I've something ever had. called a laminated. Something. What was it called? Brioche, right? Brioche. brioche. Laminated, Laminated brioche. brioche. It's yeah. basically a, a crazy cinnamon sugar roll thing. It's a it's butter, a butter cinnamon bomb, they Ran call it. through that machine that puts plastic on the top and bottom of it, and then you have to yeah. cut it out. Yeah. It you never actually get awesome. to eat it, but it yeah. Yeah. smells good. My poop will actually be like sausage. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Oh, no. It'll come with a wrap. <laughs> and, uh... Come on. I'm sorry. I'm a pirate. What do you want? Also going to give a shout out to Podbean. <laughs> we pay you money, and we put stuff on you. Mostly our podcast. Mostly our podcast. Podbean.com. I want to give a big piratey thank ye to everyone who has rated and reviewed our podcast. And a big piratey, please continue with your good work to everybody who hasn't done it yet. And that was a little more haggard than pirate, but we're going to roll with it. I'm down. You're a pirate, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I want to also give a shout out to all of our Instagram followers. Mm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Doge runs... My favorite Instagram account right now, yeah, and that's big, the two big chunks Instagram account. energy. It's so fun. Was really happy with uh, the plethora of 
fun hook stickers that are out there. For real. That's Did you so see my nice. Rolly Boy one? That's really good. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? <laughs> that was There's so many hook gifs. Yes, but please uh, get more people to follow that. We get a lot of updates there. That's where a lot of the times our voting platforms will be for when sure. we're, when we're yeah. asking for new movies. Um, I want to give a shout out to Story Shaped Life. Yes. So we worked with them a little bit last year. Um, I was able to be on for the Enneagram 2 type, but they talk a lot about just how... Um, stories shape our life. It's a lot about personality. Mm -hmm. This next season they're going to have will be about emotions. And so there'll be three hosts now. Uh, Ben will uh, add his wife, Emily, who was on the podcast with me, um, who uh, is a counselor and knows a lot about that kind of stuff. And so it's also, it's always, always super interesting Uh, and be on the lookout for some of our contributions to that podcast. Yeah. So here's the thing. I am only just now learning that the Area 51 raid thing is not a joke. It's and happening. people are actually doing as we're recording yeah, right now. There right is a now. group gathered at Area Fifty One. There are people. I thought again. I really thought it was just going to be one fat kid. Man, that I'm was hoping like, for some. I'm, I'm hoping for, for some sweet alien podcast tech that's going to really take our show to the next level. Well, also, how many camera crews do you think are out there trying to race to be the first to make a documentary about this whole? Thing? Not enough. Yeah. There needs to be. I'm going to watch them all. Yeah, oh, for 100%. sure. Like, there it's are, like Firefest. There stuff. are it's so weird. many people there. I I'm seeing a picture right now. I'm looking at it right now, and this picture comes from Jesse Iwuji. Guys, if you're unfamiliar, Jesse Iwuji is our hero. He's our hero. He's a NASCAR driver. He was. He gave us an intro for one of our Fast and Furious episodes a little over a year ago. Jesse Iwuji might actually be Superman. He's the best. Yeah. He's and at Area... Go. He, he, yes. He is at Area 51 right now just making sure everything's cool. Yeah. He's just there to keep the peace because he's the realist. And I what? love him and I am... I mean, go to his Twitter account right now. It's just at Jesse underscore Iwuji. He has a picture that he. I assume he took at Area 51 of this massive crowd. There are people there. Naruto running. Yeah. It's it is the craziest thing that's ever happened. It really might be. It's the second craziest thing that's ever happened. I think we need to talk about what we're reviewing to end. Yeah, that's true. That's That's a good point. There's a movie we referenced in this very episode that there was kind of a curse on pirate movies for about three decades. This one is big old, big old good reason. Victim of that curse. Yeah. Gina Davis's Gina Davis's Cutthroat Island. Um, Cutthroat Island is going to be a lot of fun. None of us have seen this movie. It's true. My wife says she's seen it multiple times because it was a big really? family movie for them. Okay. Everybody's oh, wow. got one like that, yeah, oh, wow. at least. That that's RV like, oh, me. you've also heard of that? Yeah, exactly. And so um, we'll be reviewing that and we're going to be ending Shiver Me September's no, in a, in a very piratey like way. It'll be on October 1st, I think. <laughs> yeah. we're, stealing a, we're stealing a week from <laughs> mm-hmm. the month of October. Listen, right. pirates Captain do. Cotillion may be a manners boy, but he's still a pirate. Yeah, He's right. still got to take some stuff. So it's very Canadian of him. Like as yeah. he's stealing it, he's like, sorry, sorry. sorry. Like, oh, I'm sorry. It's sorry. me, Captain Cotillion. I'm so sorry that I'm going to have to take this from you, but we're going to release our episode on this Tuesday, October 1st. He's probably a Canadian pirate, isn't he? He probably I is. mean, I know he is. Yeah, yeah I'm on his is. crew. Um, but yeah, so be on the lookout for that. And again... This is going to be one of those that we would say would love for you to watch before. Please watch it with us. Yes. yes. Watch it with us. Um, it no. also might be a pretty fun organic experience to have never watched it and hear us talk about it. So <laughs> it's true. up to you. That's yeah. true. It's a choose your own adventure of the highest degree. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking they of adventures. They all chose poorly. Yeah, no, it's not, <laughs> it's not great. Um, speaking of adventures, though, it's mm. time to get back to ours <laughs> as we return to the Black Pearl. We're back. You thought I was going to be crazier with that one. I thought you gonna actually be a were, wild. though. Those eyes were Yeah, you can't. It was, it was a visual experience. Pirate eyes, yeah. We're back to the There's movie. There's no way to yep, hide exactly. your exactly. <laughs> The rest of this. I'm just so glad you got three that. Three-part heart. You can't hide. <laughs> so, How can I not? The, the, the raid that we were talking about of Port Royal... Of Area 51 or Port Royal? Yeah, sorry, of Port Royal. Okay. Similar. Um, (laughs) Port Port Royal was an uh, abandoned amusement park, by the way. Wait, really? Yeah, a lot of that was filmed in like a, it was a Camelot type amusement park that was no longer. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That saved a lot of money on set construction. They saved, well, because they had to spend some more money on set construction later because of what happened to poor Kira Knightley and like her mom. Did you hear about that? No. The boat, they were coming back from one of the scenes on one of those remote islands for Tortuga. Uh Uh-huh. 
Uh, and the boat sunk. Oh my God. And she was like, the saving process was like an hour. Oh my goodness gracious. And so they were like, mm, set pieces. Yeah. yeah. Not actual islands anymore. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Her mom was on the boat. Yeah. yeah. It was like her mom. Well, I, guess, I mean, she, she was, was super young. She was 17. So yeah. yeah, her mom was probably with her. Yeah. So um, the raid on Port Royal by the Black Pearl mm-hmm. is being led, of course, by the captain. Of the Black Pearl. <laughs> Tell us about this and man. And my super pump yep. for this movie. Yeah. Jeffrey Rush's Captain Barbosa. Not even one of his top four credits. Which Can you believe it? Is bananas. It is the least kosher, and by that I mean most hammy performance. But it's amazing. Oh, for sure. I mean, he so he has the best line in any parts of the Caribbean movie besides Davy Jones in the second one. But the fear death. Oh, sorry. I was thinking I cannot be someone like some mongrel pop. That's the third one. <laughs> That's actually. the third one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. His. Uh, you better start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you're in good. one. I mean, yeah, that yeah, yeah, is move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, his whole dialogue Everything. before that, like the whole thing leading up to talking about that, was incredible storytelling. Yes, by yeah. like a character that's in the movie, and. Yeah, Jeffrey yeah, Rush. So now, falling into the same like cheesiness that I was talking about earlier, he goes from being terrifying and eating dinner to basically her bouncing around through, this is Halloween, this. I mean, like, <laughs> it's an immediate turn to like, this is pirate ship. Right, yes, it's just exactly. skeletons being like, you can't so spooky. <laughs> if everyone else is going to sing, I'm going to yeah. sing the song I want to sing. Uh, Jordan Green, a listener, sent in his super pump and super dump. Barbosa is his super pump. He says, Jeffrey Rush delivers a masterclass of acting on how to play a Pirate captain, yes. you know, classical pirate captain. It's amazing. And yes. It's so funny. And I, so I am fascinated by shapes in storytelling, meaning most of all shapes of people, like right. how humor, like Laurel and Hardy, like big guy, skinny guy. Right. But the fact that I think when people imagine pirates now, because some of the most accessible lore we have are movies and the right. pirates movies. If you're a bad guy, you've got a big nose. Your teeth are awful. Like, it's everything that Jeffrey Rush actually is. Right. Because he was chosen to play this character. Right. Yeah. And, like, pirates can be pretty. Uh, It made cosplay a lot easier for guys and girls because of Johnny Depp's facial structure. Right. It's like, that's what that gets. We play into that a little bit with Dustin Hoffman as Hook last year, too. Big nose. like that. Just Big nose, bad teeth. Yeah. But the fact that, like, the narrative for stories, like, that are told in our culture are basically the weight of who was chosen to play a character in a movie— Completely. It's fascinating to me. Yeah. And, and so and Jeffrey Rush is a slam Holy moly. Dunk Costumes. In this so movie. this is nominated for four Oscars. Yeah. A lot of it's the same kind of stuff that Hook did. But Johnny yeah. Depp actually got nominated for supporting actor. I did not Which is realize crazy. that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, love Barbosa. Oh my goodness. Favorite character in this movie, second only in the whole series to well, and, Davy Jones. Right. And everybody knew it too because he's in every movie yes. somehow. So. Yeah, just not enough to be in his IMDb, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we play a little fast and loose, and this is something that uh, Jordan Green mentioned in the email that he sent. We do play a little fast and loose with the rules of the curse, uh, because sometimes they can't feel pain, and sometimes they can feel pain. Yeah. There are a couple of like uh, when she dumps embers on oh, what's his name, the one with the eye, yeah, uh, Rigetti, the bigger yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she dumps embers on him, he reacts in pain. Will cuts one in the cave, he reacts in pain. But then Barbosa says we can't feel pain, and like he shoots the shorter guy. What's I, his name? I and thought then, it was that they can't feel pain while they're skeletony. If that's the case, we need to establish. We that. do need to establish yeah, that. I agree. We're with a little you. fast and loose with those. No, roles. that completely falls in line with the things that drive me nuts about. Was that movies. your super dump? No, that's Jordan oh, Green. Oh, oh, Jordan oh. Green sent in that, and that's his super dump. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. No, that's. Good. I thought that was worth bringing up though, because it's interesting. Because especially with how much you've talked about. You can't make a rule and then break it and expect right. me to be on board. No, yeah. I, I completely agree with that. And what what's fun about sort of the way that pirates lend themselves to storytelling outside of the curse even yeah. is the back half of this movie is Ocean's Eleven on boats. Boations Eleven. Right. It yeah. is. It is. Actually, Ocean's already a boat. Everyone's getting turned duped, betrayal. Duped, yeah. duped, duped. Yep. Which becomes such a, I mean, with pirates, it makes a lot of sense. Right. So, yeah, it's so fun. In that light, especially when we get the, uh, well, we didn't even get to do that, but essentially how uh, Captain Jack and and Will get that boat and can do it with a three-man crew or something. Sure. Yeah, that's very good. Which is so funny. Like, the people going after them helped them 
set it off, yeah. which is hilarious. Well, and, and Elizabeth's encouragement to him later when he's freaking out, and she says, you know, you're Jack Sparrow. You're the guy that that stole a boat and raided Port Royal and didn't fire a single shot. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, I mean, the first glimpse of Jack's brilliance that I think we really truly get is when he steals the faster boat, the, the Interceptor. The Interceptor. Mm-hmm. Yep. But when he climbs the big one, gets them to draw out the Interceptor and then swaps and leaves. Yeah. Yep. It's just perfect. It's so funny. And that Interceptor ship, that's an actual ship. That's not yes. a set piece. And it's used in wow. a lot of Is movies. Is that the same one that gets blown up in three? Is he on the same boat the whole time? I don't know. Norrington? You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, the yeah, scene yeah. I'm talking about down the stairs? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. I, I really, really want to watch two and three now. So bad. This. So bad I want to watch I have two the, and three. Uh, the Blu-ray box set, so I may do that pretty soon. Okie dokie. I just need Davy Jones in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's my super dump that Davy Jones isn't in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can do that. <laughs> I know. Oh, one more interesting Jeffrey Rush thing. So he has a theory that we watch movie scenes or we watch movies I read like this. how people read books. Which is crazy. And yes. so anytime he's got Jack, the monkey, he was a worried that Jack was going to be like a bigger distraction. So he wanted to make sure he was always to the viewer's left yeah. of Jack. I think there's something to that though. Oh, for sure. I think there's something comforting about left to right motion on screen and... Well, maybe that plays well to Western audiences, though. I, I'm like, as somebody like... No, that's true. My entire job is framing up things in a... And I just... I you don't, don't think about it that, that way. I don't. I just don't think that's true. Hmm. I don't think people watch movies like that. I, yeah. I don't think. I don't think so either. At least not in a surface way. But I'm wondering if there is something psychologically discomforting about a character moving from right to left, being menacing, and from left to right being comforting, or well, something like that. I mean, there's that a whole bunch of motion theory that, like the the area that you're primarily shooting your movie for, yeah, so like 51. Yeah, exactly. Area 51. But most most movies are shot with Western audiences primarily in mind. Sure. And so a character making progress is moving from left to right across the frame. A character who is regressing is moving from right to left. A character who is good is left to right, who's menacing is right to left. Like there's a whole like That's so cool. directional theory aspect right. of cinematography. But I just don't know that it's quite as prevalent as Jeffrey Rush seems to believe. Yeah, no, I, right. I agree. For sure. Um, speaking of people getting duped and double-crossed and hijinks that definitely ensue in the back half of this movie, we don't really think about the effect that our actions have on bootstrap Bill Turner. Uh, and I know that he's a character later on, but like his whole deal is that he is currently on the bottom of the ocean, unable to die. Theoretically he is. Yeah. Well, no, he is. He absolutely is right now. He's on the bottom of the ocean, unable to die because an anchor's tied to his bootstraps. Whenever we lift the curse, he drowns. And that's when he becomes part of Davy Jones' crew. My super dump, and this is a little reachy, but I love this movie, so I'm allowed to have a reachy super dump. It's fair. A super dump is that we don't really get any indication from Will that he's thinking through that. Hey, I agree. Like, he, he, his whole thing is like, wait, my dad was a pirate. Like, it's his relationship with his father is like a big driving thing for him. And we don't even get a moment of consideration of, should I lift the curse? Because that means my dad's for sure going to die. Like, is there something we can do? Can we get him back before we lift this curse so that I can have a dad again? I don't know. That doesn't really yeah. have a huge, I, I don't know how we would I fit totally that into the story, but I would have liked at least a little acknowledgement of that because yeah. I don't think we think about the fact that, that's oh, a good no, point. he just made his dad drown. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. And I, I'm going to piggyback off of that. Yeah. You said we don't get any indication that he's thinking about the effects on his dad. Yeah. So I super dump Orlando Bloom because I don't get any indication that he's thinking at all. Yeah. This is one of the most blank, mm-hmm. especially when I read that it was almost Heath Ledger. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I know. And was thinking of, whoa, what could have, not just he, but anyone added to. And the thing is, too, there's probably some signs that point to he was kind of cast as a money grab. Oh, because he was, was simultaneously, that, that they heat. had to hide his trilogy tattoo. They had to hide yeah. his Lord of the Rings tattoo. Uh-huh. He's doing that. And it's like, oh, it's Legolas. The first time we ever saw a pirate's. Curse of the Black Pearl trailer was before Two Towers. Hmm. So it's to say, hey, he's in this too. They it's were like, using him right. because Depp wasn't a given at this point. Like he had already started to go down a little bit, massive resurgence in terms of his career with Jack Sparrow. But it was like, this is going to be the guy that's our flagship product. He's the one that we're going to sell this off right. of. The fact that Pretty Orlando Bloom is in it. 
and he just didn't do enough for me. No. Yeah. I'd like no, him as Legolas, but Legolas is supposed to act that way. Yeah, he's supposed to be aloof and a little cold. Exactly. He's supposed to just kind of be Middle Earth's version of kind of a robot. I don't know. Not yeah, necessarily yeah, yeah. a robot, but a high-functioning, he's, he's like right. not killer. Human. Yeah, he's supposed to be something other than human. Right. Something distinctly different. Well, yeah. there's some there's some weirdness to me with his performance and the writing of the character of Will, how quickly we go from like, yes, Miss Swan, of course. Like, so fast to like... And I practice every day for three hours to make sure that I can fight pirates. And it's like, this is the same guy? Yeah. yeah. The dork in the front lobby of this house yeah. is the same guy who's just like flawlessly sword fighting. Yeah. Which, I mean, I think that is some swashbuckle. But- we might get more screen time between Depp and Knightley than we actually do between Bloom and Knightley. We get a lot we with, yeah. with and Depp and Knightley. And it's way better. I think part of the reason why it's hard to tell who the story is about, if it's about the relationship between Will and... It's just because, like, is Orlando Bloom a factor in the narrative? I mean, obviously. Sure. I mean, no, he I is. He gets He's Jack one of, of the biggest he, ones. Yeah. But I think we should have put our money somewhere else. I don't think it should have been Orlando Bloom. I think this movie, like, as I'm but thinking it's fine. about it... Like, I also can't imagine anyone... It's one right. of those movies that's... Well, and I think he actually brings a better performance in the... Fo- like, like Orlando does. himself brings a better performance in the following two For movies. For sure. And it's probably because he broke his own narrative of being like, I'm just used because I'm Legolas. Right. He's like, oh, okay, this is fleshing out. Do something. Yes. So I think that, and maybe that's why we've, we've at least me, I've thrown out a lot of reasons why the sequels don't really work as well as this one does. Sure. I think that it's probably because this movie succeeds in spite of itself. Yes. Like there's some sort of balance, we've talked about it on the show before, between craft and magic, where it's like, you have to have something that's well-constructed enough for me to follow along, yeah. but something that's also unpredictable enough and entertaining enough that I want to keep watching. And this, this like the craft just doesn't super hold together well. Sure, but the magic is well, well exceeds the level of craft. You know what I mean? Like it, it shouldn't work as well as it does. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we should talk a little bit about the curse and the way that it functions. Mm-hmm. Because, <clears throat> good luck nailing this down. Well, no, no, I, I don't necessarily mean the world's rules of the curse. Why don't like. When Elizabeth has the thing, why isn't she turning into a skeleton? Um, yeah, I think it is because she did not steal it out of the. So that's treasure why chest. Jack becomes a skeleton because it was in the chest and he took I it think out of the you chest. You have to be the one to take it out of the chest, or else everybody that ever received one in payment or whatever would have been turned into one as well. Yeah. So I think it is you have to be the one who takes it out of the treasure chest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is why he's up there doing that in the first place, Jack, which yeah. is a, such a great moment. It really is. But I want to specifically talk, and I know we're jumping around a little bit, but that's okay. I want to talk Everyone's about- Everyone's seen this movie. That's totally fine. Yes. Jack and Barbosa fighting in the cave, bouncing through the moonlight. Oh my goodness gracious. Is one of the coolest things I've ever and seen. That's an above and beyond thing for me. Yes. yes. You did not have to do that. Yes. That made it harder, it feels like, yes. for that effect. And the fact that it works Freaking so brilliant. flawlessly. Oh my gosh, I love it. It's that yeah. held up the most. Oh my god, that's where I thought it was going to screw up. That and them walking at, on the seabed, um, which I love so much. Which both actually yes. held up totally fine. That's the most like menacing thing. It's terrifying. It's so good. And they're slow mo. Like the fa- oh my gosh. So something I appreciate about this movie with the curse is that they think about it and they use it as a superpower. Yeah. That that they go, well, hold on. Let's Bef- take a walk. Right. Before yeah. we break this curse, why don't we just... Because, again, it had been so long, I had forgotten about the underwater walking. Oh, my And gosh. Callie kept going, don't they walk underwater in this movie? And I was like, I guess. I don't really remember what you're talking yeah. about. And as they were about to break the curse, I was like, it feels like they shouldn't break it. It feels like they should... And, I, and then I was like, oh, yeah. And then it's so cool. Just the way that they're like, well... Let's go for one last ride. Yeah. You know, let's go out and... Do they keep the chest? I don't think so. I don't think Doesn't so, Doesn't it yeah. feel like somebody should have taken that chest and No, just- we know, because did you see the post-credits? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's that's our basically saying... I wonder if they were like, okay, wait, we should sign on Jeffrey Rush for the next four movies. Right. Yeah. How can we bring Jeffrey Rush back? Right. The monkey. The monkey. Yeah. He won't be in the movie unless the monkey is. Yeah. Right. But doesn't yeah. it just feel On like... On the right side of him. Doesn't it just feel like maybe they should have taken the chest with them and at any given point, like, we're heading into a battle. Everybody take a piece of gold. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's probably enough crew members that you don't trust all of them, even though they all collectively feel like they don't want to live this life anymore. It's fair. Yeah. But um, it's, it is great. I love how they use it. Yeah. Uh, it's not a, I'm trying to think of, there's probably some superhero analogy. It's like, I hate that I have this. No, the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Banner saying, I'm going to go ahead and get angry. Yeah. 
Yeah. Even though, this is obviously before he figures out how to control it, but yeah. I, it's so good. And, and the be- whole thing, it makes no sense for them to be like, you're in a you're around pirates and you're falling for the ladies in the boat trick. Right. You know? Yeah. So you're like, whatever. But I, which is very funny. I also would be upset if that was cut out. Like if yes. I knew it had existed and it doesn't anymore. And the the mid battle switch back to the curse is gone and now all the pirates just drop is so cool. Yeah. Um, the ones, those poor guys that were in the window of, right? Because some yeah. of them live. A lot of them right. are alive. But right. some of them who just got stabbed are goners. Right. But yeah. Um, and then like, um, it, 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 oh. I understand that it's kind of a different scene, but um, Jack and Elizabeth on the island together and him revealing like, no, there wasn't anything magical. I didn't strap together two sea turtles. I bargained my way off the island because I happened to be saved. Magoo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't. There's so much good at the end of this movie. Like I think mm-hmm. it's where this movie really shines is in the last 45 ish. Oh, minutes. and I meant oh, to. Yeah. I meant to say, Barbosa's final line before he dies is brilliant. Oh, I feel cold. Right. And then, oh my Ooh, gosh, so yeah. good. He wasn't holding an apple though. I do want to say yeah. it was probably in his pocket. I think it was a metaphorical apple, but he was not holding an apple when he <laughs> fell. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he just lets go. Of- Which, by the way. The Granny Smith apple. Mm-hmm. Big deal in Australia. He's Australian. Just saying. I mean, <laughs> the depth of this. Okay. Yeah, I did, actually <laughs> read, I did actually read that they did not exist. The Granny Smith apples were not around at the yeah, time of this movie, time. which is funny. Unwatchable. Yeah, I can't believe I, you would do it. <laughs> to be clear, though, I mean, we did, I did spend a lot of time saying the writing doesn't hold together. I think character-specific writing is a big problem in this movie. The way that the the narrative kind of comes to a close with the all the set pieces and the way that all of our different factions interact at the end is brilliant. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, I feel a little strange about everybody just letting Will go. Yes. At the end where it's like, you just helped a pirate escape execution. Did you see by his, the way, but we you love my though? daughter. Well, when she... I hate she, that hat. Here's yeah. the thing. It is the Scarlet I think, Pimpernel. Uh-huh. I think Swan actually loves... Captain Jack Moore, and she's afraid to say it. She doesn't really get the Wii Sports for Will until he's a pirate. And she says, no, no, no. Yeah. He's a pirate. She might yeah. have a little... Hmm? Well, she's always been obsessed with pirates. That's like her thing when she's a yep. kid. Yeah, yeah they, they lean back out of that but in the following movies, but Which I do feel Which is probably good because of the age difference. Sure, <laughs> yes. Sure, certainly. Um, yeah. Oh, almost <laughs> my super dump. Uh, the guy who is... The Admiral or whatever. Commodore Norrington. Norrington? Commodore Norrington. Yeah. Yeah. It happens later. I could have used more of his story in this one, I think. I agree. Yeah. Because if he's supposed to be like a Prince Humperdinck or something. Right. Yeah. Why do we hate him? I I needed to know. I needed to hate him more outside of him actually doing his job. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, so the the, the last bit that I want to just put a little rose on is um, Jack's final line in the movie. Um, British metal band that it yep. spawned aside. Oh, yeah. for, besides, besides, <laughs> besides the band, which, you know, whatever. The line, bring me the horizon. Yeah. Is so good. It's so piratey. So swashbuckly. Did anyone else say that was ad-libbed? No. Yep. Was yeah, it really? Johnny Depp. Wild. I mean, he he's he said it came to him in the morning. That like that morning, he was like, he's a little Jack Sparrow, just kind of in general. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. But yeah, I mean, that line is just. Oh yeah. Find me a better ending line for this movie than well, "Bring me the horizon." Which that's technically not even the ending line, but that doesn't mean what happens after that isn't sure, as good. Sure, yeah, no, that's but, true. Yeah, yo ho, like if Austin or whatever he says, you made his yo ho, and then close that hearties. compass. Yeah, drink, yeah, up drink up your hearties, yeah. yo ho, and yep. he gone. I love sea shanties, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of music, we haven't even talked about the score. Oh, oh my so god, Which is unbelievable. Like one of the most, probably one of the most iconic of any of the movies that we've talked about besides maybe Indiana Jones. Like no, I can't think true. of another thing that is more iconic than this score. That's oh, true. yeah. Super. Was it you that said that every high school marching, uh, band? marching band has done the... Uh-huh. I played it. Yeah, I, I played it did in too. High school. I wasn't in marching band, but... Nerd. Well, we played it in orchestra. I played it on the cello. <laughs> Excuse? Cello. On the cello. On the cello. Hey, is it time to rate this movie? Feels like yep. maybe it's time to rate this movie. Yes, sir. Well, we here at Two Chunks and a Hunk have invented the perfect way to rate movies. 
the scientific cinema scale. Mm-hmm. And it is, of course, as follows. I'm, I'm going to invite my friend Squinty in to read this one off if you guys don't mind. Oh, hey, Squinty. What's up? Slide someone, up someone, that there microphone. Someone grab his glasses. The best. Yeah. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy uh, that, that poster. The next best thing is buy it. After that is rent it, then stream it, followed by forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say. God, God has forsaken us. Okay, Squinty, you spit all over my uh, pop filter, so I'm going to have to ask that you get out of yeah, here. Someone's and mine. <laughs> and all of our pop filters. Um, I'm going to go first because I have a strong opinion, and it is that I'm buying the poster. Uh-huh. And it's I'm almost buying the poster in spite of this movie in a lot of ways. Like, so many areas that it's just not the best in the world, but I don't even care. I'm buying this poster. Give me give me Barbosa. Give me Jack Sparrow. Barbosa. All I've wanted to do since watching this movie is follow it up with the next two, and I think I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I think I'm buying the poster, and I've <gasps> just figured it out, because it is as if this pirate movie was made by a pirate. It's risky. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It sometimes doesn't know what it is, but it's having a blast the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and it's a little bit all over the place. Overall, this was, I cannot believe the risk that was taken here that paid off. Granted, this production company has done the same and failed miserably. Sure. Yeah. But again, too, going back to my super pump, like this was the first time that there was a movie uh, release at Disney World. And it was outside of the of, of wow. this ride. Which is cool. Wow. Uh, which is super cool. And then you get to actually have Depp sitting by Rush on the ride themselves, riding through that after they just made this $140 million movie. <laughs> Based That's off crazy. of animatronics, right. which blows my mind. And so, yeah, buy the poster for me. has to be. Poster from me as well. This hey! Is, this falls into that category of like, I can't believe this happened. And I can't believe it works as well as it does. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I can't believe I love it as much as I do. That's the one I keep getting struck yeah. by. Is like, I can't believe I'm buying this poster, but I'm absolutely, oh, absolutely. buying this poster. Yeah. I mean, it basically is out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. The fact really. that it is off of a ride too, but it's also like, Huh? Like we can look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe and say they had some source material. Well, still can't sure. believe this and that happened. Too, well, like Iron Man wouldn't have happened if if X Men and Spider Man and sure Tim Burton's Batman, like yeah. those things, paved the, the way, way had this. been paved. This Pirates of the Caribbean just comes and kicks the door down and says, "Hey, what's up? I'm a pirate movie. You're gonna love me, dude." Honestly, kind of a Star Wars vibe, it really, because really? it's like out of nowhere. Yeah, it's it's nuts. There so, don't forget, we're not done with Shiver Me September's yet. Next week, oh no, we're gonna be talking about Cutthroat Island. Please watch this movie, or don't. Please watch it. Please, <laughs> but please do. do, or please don't. Yeah, but please do. I am very excited to watch this. It's gonna be great. I am too. Um, and make sure you tune in for that. Before we go to end this episode, I would like for us each to say our name and. Which pirate from this movie you'd want to go on a road trip with? Road trip or boat trip? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. For two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders. And I would take Gibbs. He just seems like a good, a good guy. talk about him. I love him. I talked a little about Gibbs, but... Well, I did. I'd take him on a road trip. So there's that. I'm Doge. And I don't remember his name, but I'm sure I would learn it on the road trip. I'm going to take the wooden eye boy with me. Mm. We're going to go on a cross-country road trip to see if we can find him. A glass eyeball for that there, Noggin. That's good. That's very kind of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's been a while since, or maybe I never have, but I have. I do like the idea of a road trip that is a little more tranquil, right? Something that just allows me to reflect, get to know my needs, understand myself more. Yeah. Um, so who better to bring than someone who can't talk? We're leaving the pirate, be- uh, the parrot behind. <laughs> okay. Just cotton. But I'm going to take cotton with <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, sure. Um, which I'm... Fine. I mean, he can also hold a camera, I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah. Take some Polaroids. That's. I don't have to ask strangers anymore to take my pictures in all these different yeah. places. People don't even really have to know he was there. It's you know true. what they say, though? Mute men tell no tales. Okay. That's the truth. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for that. I think I would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I need it. Well, surprise, they're coming in right now! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.